listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now your hosts, Scott and Miles. Your table is ready. It's long and This is the capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, Episode 74, and it is a place tonight where we are going to talk about everything sci-fi. We will spoil things, but in a good way, and uh, we give you fair warning that if you're going to listen to this show, we are holding nothing back from the shows we've seen this past week. So if you're behind in shows... You might want to wait a little while Understand, there's really only two shows that we're really <laughs> watching right now. So if you're into Vampire Diaries and some other things like that, you probably won't be spoiled. But there are a lot of shows that we may spoil in the process. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And Joe, who has been cooking for us the past couple episodes, is not on tonight. But uh, Metal Dan from French, from French Casting with Wayne and Dan, we will make sure that we have him on sometime. Yes. So, but anyways, so tonight we're talking about sci-fi, and that the thing that's on our minds as we come over these next two weeks is, of course, Farpoint, right around the corner. I am so ecstatic about that. I feel like it's a coming home, like we said in the other show, on a regular show that you'll hear after this, because we recorded that first. Uh, uh, this is like coming home. This is 20 years of Farpoint that we're celebrating this year. Oh my gosh, yeah. So if you're in the Baltimore area, and really don't have nothing to do over the weekend of the 17th, or that weekend, make sure you check it out. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. I mean, it's Farpoint is not it's not a big con, but that's that's kind of in its favor. It's nice. It's it's nice and intimate. Um, you get time with the guests. You, you get some. You might get some one good one on time FaceTime with the guests. And as, as Steve Wilson talked about in our interview with him, he wants this 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 con to be almost like a retreat in a way. And so I, I think they do a pretty good job with that. You know, it's a place where we go and we kind of connect with. Some of you are listeners. Um, we connect with other podcasters. Jay Smith from the um, uh, <clears throat> from uh, not Where Alive. What's the other one? HG World. Mm-hmm. The other zombie podcast is out there. Uh, they'll be there. In fact, I'm going to try and line up an interview with him because we've never had him on the show, and he'd be a good one to have on the show. Oh yeah. And it's like no excuse. The guy lives like 20 minutes away from us. Oh, fantastic. not quite about a, mm-hmm. an hour. He lives in Harrisburg, so there's really no reason we shouldn't be having him on. Right. But we just haven't. But so we're going to try and do that. David Moulton from the Landcast is going to be helping us do some interviews because I'm only down there one day and, you know, Miles needs a new sidekick. So I, I got I got David to wear spandex and tights and be his little Robin running around. That We haven't told him that, have we? No, 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 we haven't. Okay, and good. Uh, maybe we shouldn't tell the con because maybe he'll bail on us. He might. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but let me know how it goes, Miles. No, no. Look at pictures. <laughs> right, no. But... But let us know if you're going. We're excited about the con and that's cool. What is going on in your sci-fi world? I mean, we're talking about mm-hmm. the TV shows we're watching, but other than TV, any movies you've been watching? Yeah, I recently uh, watched uh, the new the, the Spider-Man movie. That was that I was out last year. The new Star Trek movie. I'm like, really? No. Yeah, they let me see it earlier. No, <laughs> no, but no. I saw the new Spider-Man movie. I thought, I you know, at first I was thinking, didn't the Spider-Man movies just came out not that long ago? But 
this was a really good Spider-Man movie. It was a good oh, origin. I, I loved it. Yeah. Andrew Garfield does a great job as, as Spider-Man. He did a good job. I, th- you know, I, I thought everybody did a good job. Um, I mean, you had Sally Field as Aunt May and, um, um, let's see, uh, Martin Sheen as uh, Uncle Ben. Um, you know, I like that relationship between him and um, Peter and the tragic end of that and just but that that's the catalyst that gets you know Parker to try you know to re, I guess redeem himself and 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 use what he has to be a force for good in the world. So I thought that that movie was fantastic. If you haven't seen Spider-Man yet, it's it's on DVD. <coughs> you could rent it on Amazon Prime. That's what I did. So um reading a new Star Trek novel. Excuse coughing. It's happening tonight. It's all over the place. Right. It, well, if, 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 if it's wintertime, folks. It's, it's, it's just at that time of year. Yep, yep, definitely. I'm going to try and not do it directly in the mic, but yeah, you'll, buy, you'll, hear, you'll hear some residual echoes mm-hmm. when I don't get a chance to mute it. So still enjoying Big Bang Theory. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, I'm watching King of the Nerds. Okay. Yeah, my wife and I are enjoying King of the Nerds. Oh, very good. Is it good? It's a re- yeah, it's a reality show on uh, on, on TBS. Um it's a competition. Who 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 is the um, the biggest nerd? The biggest nerd. And so they've they've had two or three shows so far. Yeah. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. It is. Um, and any uh, anything you're reading? Uh, reading a new Star Trek novel. So just just got into it a little while ago. So that, that so, and, and well, of course you and I watch a continuum and uh, an arrow, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yep. I am also watching those two shows, in case you didn't figure that out. <laughs> Game of Thrones, book four. I am about an hour away from finishing it. I am so excited about it, because there's been some huge <coughs> revelations. And, uh, you know, and so, and finally, um, book four took a while to get through. And as you've heard, I've been kind of talking on and off about it. So I'm excited to get some new material, mm-hmm. whether it be Game of Thrones, book five, which I might do, or whether it be some other books that I have uh, targeted for my... Uh, Listening pleasure, because I'm listening to most of my books right now. I just don't have time to actually sit down and physically read. Um, did watch through a couple more episodes of Deep Space Nine. Watched through the episode uh, where um, uh, Sirach Lockton, mm-hmm. uh, his character comes to terms with what it's like to be in war. And he has this romanticized idea about fighting in the front lines, and he gets there, and it's not quite the same. And That's a good episode. There's, there's fear, and and so not 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 a lot happening, but there's a lot emotionally happening in him, and it really kind of addresses what it's like to be in battle, and and um, I thought that was very well done, and we got the one went through the episode of of Dax and Worf kind of falling in love and being in Riza and hmm. uh, falling in love, sort of, I guess, but at least caring for each other, as you say it that way, and and then of course I see um, our, our good friend. Um, Oh, Lita is back. Okay, so um, Chase, Chase Masterson, Masterson mm-hmm. is back, and that so that was kind of cool to see to see them there in Rice. And of course, it doesn't turn out quite the vacation they hope. But, no, <laughs> <laughs> but so that's been uh, some of what I've been watching and and, and just really enjoying overall. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. Well, let's move into some of the TV shows that 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 I'm watching that that you're watching, and and let's start off with the show that we are really into. So, Miles, you and I have really gotten into Continuum. Oh, I'm definitely enjoying Continuum, yeah. What about Continuum continues to just kind of uh, 
do it for you. We have, was it Tony Almeida? Is that his name? That's not uh, his t- name. Uh, Amidala. Yeah, Amidala, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Tony Almeida is someone from 24. But Tony Amidala, back in this episode, finally. I was really psyched to see him back. I was waiting for him mm-hmm. to come back. And so, um, I mean, he's the baddie in this, but he's just so good. It doesn't matter if he's a baddie or the good guy. <laughs> he's just uh, fantastic. So Just give him, give, give us anything we get from him. It's good, right? Right. So uh, Interesting play with the guy. Um, I don't know what this guy, they, the, the Arab guy that's in it. The mm-hmm. guy that is investing all this money and making all these lucrative deals. It's kind of fun to kind of watch. You know that's going to come to a head somewhere. Somehow that's going to have to bite him on the butt. I'm not sure what, but yeah, he's... Well, he the, the the house I guess he grew up in. Um, he paid the mortgage off that his family's living in, and it's you know the the, the young girl, the teenage girl. I mean, she's about eighteen or so. You know, she's um, his grandmother, and so he you know he's trying to you know just take care of his family. Right, right. Um, the whole scene were like, yeah, listen, you're much older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> a little of, awkward, yeah. yeah. Awkward, you know. Like, but yeah, why? You know, first, like, okay, why do you want to see your future grandma? Right, right. You know, show, show, you know, try on dresses. I mean, it's just right. But but I I still like you know he's just trying to take care of his family and just kind of integrate into I like that world. The joke he makes with his stockbroker. He goes, oh, "What do you think I am from the future?" <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. If only. <laughs> if only. Exactly. Yeah. And so, it's interesting seeing what he does. I wonder, if, like I said, if. Somehow, Tony Amandela's character is going to kind of uh, get wind of that. And uh, interesting play on the whole uh, anti-matter device thing this week. Mm -hmm. And the woman that's kind of somewhat responsible for, maybe not responsible for killing the guy, but is kind of in cahoots with the person that did, has a technology that in her timeline, in her future, has developed something that saves the city power. Right, and so the, um, Kira has has a, has a balance of trying to catch these bad guys and being a cop, but at the same time, she's she wants to preserve her future, so she's going to have to maybe um, do the wrong thing for the right reason. Well, so here's the thing. She has to walk a fine line. She's not supposed to be in this timeline that we know of. Mm-hmm. So if by arresting her, it alters her future in a negative way, she doesn't want to do that. Right. And that's what she's kind of concerned. And so it's really playing with the whole uh, time paradox thing and, mm-hmm. and how much of the influence. And, man, they're messing up all sorts of people's futures in this, in this show. If you want to be literal, if you want to follow the time science, mm-hmm. this totally blows out of the water, depending on your theory of science. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she, she hopes to get back <coughs> someday to her own time period. But um, there was a – I'm just thinking – I just I just read this Stargate novel just re- recently, and if you've seen Mobius uh, Part One and Two, it was an interesting take on what happens when you do go back in time. I mean, if you go back to the past, if you stay in the past, if you, you you know, from the time you're born, you know, you'll still a, st- a version of you will still be born and live and all that. And then the characters from that SG One episode, you know, sort of met with each other. I mean, the timeline was changed, but still. Those characters. It's kind of the splitting off or parallel universes that, that come out um, of this, right? Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's just. Uh, I mean, can she if she if she goes back to her present, she would have to go back to pretty much around the time she she left her that time period. Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, still enjoying the show. Uh, the, Kira Knightley is uh, 
It's Keira Knightley, right? No, not, no, Keira, no. Well, not Ke- Keira Knightley. It's um, who's the lady? Rachel. Rachel Nichols. Yeah, Rachel Nichols. Her sidekick's growing on me a little bit. He's kind of ambivalent in the show, but mm-hmm. I like him, and I'm liking the villains. And again, like we said, I'm not really certain the villains are really all that bad. Although they'll use Tony's th- character, the way they kind of she just kind of describes him as killing, mm-hmm. and he, he seems to suggest that that's kind of the avenue they're going to start war, right? It'll be interesting to see what sort of form that war takes. Well, it's interesting. I mean, if you list that speech that he he was giving those people, I kind of, you know, some of that kind of resonated with me a little. So yeah. it's, you, you don't know, it, is he totally bad? I mean, he may be using bad, well. Using, and is Rachel's character fighting uh, on the opposite <coughs> side, but is she fighting because she's misinformed? I mean, there's a lot of it. It's her, it's, this show is complex and interesting in that way and i like it right it is not it's not totally black and white i mean it's there are definitely shades of gray all over yeah. the place yeah, yeah so, absolutely so fantastic show i'm glad uh i'm glad we're finally getting it here yeah so let us know if you're watching continuum you may have watched it already and you know what episode we're at you can still call in let us know your thoughts in this episode but let us know what you're thinking of continuum as you watch it and it's totally exciting mm-hmm Well, let's move in. Let's talk a little bit of Arrow tonight. Uh, Arrow continues to rock. And my favorite thing about this past week uh, episode is that we got uh, Agent Lincoln Lee. Right. He, we finally got him in there. Finally got Lincoln Lee. Mm-hmm. We saw where, what happened when he went to the alt-universe. He's now a drug dealer. Right. <laughs> He's a drug dealer dealing in this <laughs> awesome drug called Vertigo. Exactly. Now, you know, Seth Gable... Uh, Excellent job in the character. Excellent job with uh, with playing that and kind of working with the character and having that kind of in the background. I just love love the I love the way he played off because he played it very different. This is a very different character than Agent Lee was. Oh no, the uh, the Count. He's a little bit well out there, I guess you could say. Not too. I mean, he's well, he's a bad guy, but he's. I don't want to say he's totally over the top, but he's definitely a little bit over the top. But he's you know not playing with a full deck. A little, little bit like a Riddler, a little bit of a Riddler type character, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you see him, he just um, and what a great acting job when they injected him at the end. Oh yeah, uh, you just saw him kind of lose it. And rumors have it that this is not the final episode for him. Well, they didn't kill him off, so there's no reason why. They can't bring the count back. They can't bring the and maybe he's even more damaged. Yeah. Oh, and that, as you would be. Mm-hmm. But uh, the I, the situation with the family is interesting. I mean, you have um, the daughter having to um, go through probation and um, everything, and it's. It, I'm still not sure who to trust. I don't trust the mother. Oh, I don't trust the mother as far as I can throw her. Yeah. No, and I know that. I know that the arrow wants to, but I'm just don't trust the mother with a darn. I don't think she was cheating on on her husband, but uh, but obviously she she's dirty. She's obviously got she her is definitely dirty. She's definitely got her hands in things that she shouldn't have her hands in. Yeah, then that the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but another solid episode. We continue to get an interesting backstory. Um, one of the things that hit me from the last the uh, we saw John Barrowman. Uh, from Torchwood, who plays um, uh, who's the Arrow's friend? I don't even remember his name. 
but his friend that's working at the nightclub. Right. His father mm-hmm. is from Torchwood mm-hmm. uh, and uh, originally Doctor Who. And when you see him with all the Chinese swords and helmets in that one scene when he's talking to his son, mm-hmm. you see the picture of the family in the background. This is from last week's episode, not this week's, not the most recent episode, the week before. Okay. You remember the scene I'm talking about? Well, I'm trying. I remember when he's talking to his son, but was he's he talking to his son, trying to make amends mm-hmm. to his son? He's calling him because he kind of ruined everything because he wanted him to sign off in that document. Right. And he's standing in this showroom. There's these. There's this Chinese armor, and there's his sword, and there's everything. I've been. I was wondering if he is the Chinese man on the island. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. That I might mean, be pushing it because he doesn't have a close enough look. But you just never know. I, I was thinking maybe the guy <coughs> with the mask who um, – maybe he's the guy in the mask on the island. But, but he would have to sort of divide his time between the island and you know, being back at, at Starling City. So. And that is very true too. Mm-hmm. But remember, what they do say, what his friend does say is his dad was never there for him. Right. And – so that could be interpreted that his dad just wasn't around, and he could have been on the island. He could have been on the island. I'm just thinking, I wonder if he's the guy in the mask. Yeah, I think he might be the guy in the beer, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong. I did like what they did. I mean, I I, I, I was sure that the, the, the Chinese guy didn't betray um, Oliver, um, and obviously we see at the end where— That he hasn't really. He, he, he definitely hasn't. In fact, he saved his life again, um, but that trick he used to— put him out but made it appear that he killed him because it's a trick that Oliver uses on that one guy that the Russian mafia wants him to prove right. himself to. I thought that was a pretty cool thing they did and um so Oliver is um he's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve. This Chinaman taught him a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But they're but again he's playing it off very much like Batman. He's a very regular human being that just happens to have some ex- extraordinary skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nothing really supernatural. No, but uh, again, Arrow is still still fantastic. Absolutely. Well, in talking about Supernatural... Now, don't get too excited. We are not... Watching Supernatural, even though it's a show that I probably should have watched from the get-go, but now that I'm eight seasons behind, it doesn't seem like I will be watching it. But we have not heard an update from you fine folks out there in the listenophere. We do not know what's going on in the world of Supernatural. This is its final season, I believe, that we've been hearing. And uh, Jen from New York every once in a while gives us some reports, but we haven't heard what you guys are thinking about the current season of Supernatural. So if you're watching Supernatural, please let us know. Your thoughts, 1-888-508-4343, and our email is at decipheddinerpodcast at gmail.com. So you're not watching Supernatural, right? No, but maybe it's a show I'll have to check out in the future. And maybe. I have, you know, I'm getting harassed to watch Babylon 5 after I'm through the Star Trek franchise. But so. before that, you have to watch Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. So yeah. priorities, man, priorities. Right. Well, another show that we are going to be wanting your feedback on because it comes back this week, do you recognize it? I do. Do you recognize the tune? I hear it. So, Walking Dead comes back this Sunday. By the time this airs, this will probably come out a day or two after. No, this will actually come out 
from the next couple days. We want to know your thoughts on this week's Walking Dead and how and what's transpired with this crew. Mm-hmm. So uh, make sure you let us know. Again, calling us at one 508 4343 So are Merle and Daryl going to have it out? That is the big question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, let's move into some uh, listener feedback beyond that. Anything else you want to say about that other than that? That's just the reality. That's good. That's good. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's move into some uh, feedback. We got a voicemail from our good friend, Kalis. We're going to be chatting with him in a little bit about Blade Runner, but he called in with some thoughts. Um, I think a book by Nicholas F. Eftimiatis, sorry, uh, who wrote the one um, about the computers and humanity searching for God. Okay. He's going to talk about that, and he's going to talk about something else that he's been reading. And so let's hear what, he has to, what, what Mr. Arrowwood has to say. Thank you, Arrowwood, Mr. Arrowwood. Dr. Arrowood. Can't call him that yet. Um, someday but soon. Someday soon. Um, but Mr. Arrowood, I need a doctor if anyone needs a doctor. But yeah, Jim, thank you so much for calling in. And here's what, he has, here's what he has to say. Greetings, gentlemen. I just thought I would send in a few remarks on a book that I've read called Edward of Planet Earth by Nicholas Eftimiatis. As you recall, you interviewed Mr. Eftimiatis on Diner episode number 158. I was impressed with the interview, as I am with all Diner interviews, and decided to give Edward a look. In a word, I loved it. To briefly outline the story, it is about an extraordinarily ordinary individual named Edward, a computer repairman that lives 200 years in the future. His tools for doing his job is an implanted chip in his head that allows an artificial intelligence called Megabrain to upload itself into Edward's mind. Along with Amanda, Edward's companion and love interest, Megabrain sends Edward on a trip around the globe in a series of hilarious twists and turns in a search for the true nature of God on behalf of artificial intelligences everywhere. The AIs believe that God is software. Does Edward complete his task? Well, you'll have to read the book to find out because even though spoilers are allowed on this show, I am choosing to tell everyone to just buy the book. The ending will stun you. Mr. Eftimiatis uses his knowledge to create a setting for his story by projecting currently available technologies decades into the future. And his conclusions result in computers that very closely resemble their human programmers. Will all of the human frailties, neuroses, insecurities, obsessions, and hang-ups that we all have? The book is available in all of the popular ebook formats at an extremely reasonable price. I got my copy for Kindle at $2.99. I should add that my grown-up daughter downloaded this book and has told me that although it isn't really her normally preferred genre, she is really enjoying Edward and isn't regretting her decision to invest in it. I also finished reading a more of a science fact book called The Man Who Ran the Moon, James E. Webb, The Secret History of Project Apollo by Piers Bizzoni. This is an expose of the wheelings and dealings that went on behind the scenes at NASA to get the Apollo moon project off the ground. There were apparently some very shady goings on concerning how contractors were chosen to build components for the vehicles how politicians abused their positions to get themselves re-elected to office, 
and their vendettas when things didn't go their way. There were even mob connections that helped or hurt the cause along the way. This is also a good read, a bit slow at times, but some interesting stuff is also included about the problems with the Apollo 1 fire. Last week, I attended William Shatner's one-man show, Shatner's World. It was a fun show and wasn't what I expected. I was expecting a lot of retelling of his memoirs from Star Trek Memories books, but there was actually very little about Star Trek specifically mentioned during the show. He talked a great deal about his life, his relationships with his family, friends, fellow actors, and other personalities. And he finished the show with a song in the well-known Shatner style. Here is a short clip from Shatner's world discussing an experience he had while visiting NASA. NASA and Star Trek had a symbiotic relationship. Every time the rockets went up, uh, uh, our ratings went up. When our ratings went up, uh, Congress voted more money for the space program, so they loved it. And one year they asked me to come to uh, to the Cape, and I said yes, and, 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 and I, they literally rolled up the red carpet, and I entered the largest building in the world. It's where they assembled the rockets. And it, 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 it was so big that, that given the uh, humidity of Florida and the air conditioning, it was raining at the far end. And in the center was a large platform to which steps led, and it was lit on all sides, and on top of the platform, was a strange shape. It reminded me of the boas, the uh, Easter Island heads, with all the sentiments and acolytes around it. It's the lunar excursion module, the lab. And I, I go up the steps and off the platform, and I look out, and as far as I could see, row upon row of, uh, of uh, computers simulating what they're going to see in the way. Would you like to go into the lab? Well, I like to go into the lab. <laughs> so I go into the lab, and he says, uh, lie down on my hammock. I said, what's the hammock? He says, in case we encounter jeez uh, when we hit the moon. Jeez. <laughs> Look at all the switches and all the light. It's the most complicated tool man has ever made. And I'm looking at the little glass-leaded window uh, on a, onto a screen where they projected the stars they're going to see on the way to the moon. And as I'm looking, the Starship Enterprise was. <laughs> I get up, I get out there, and there's 5,000 engineers all gathered there and laughing and applauding. They played a joke on Gabriel Gertz. <laughs> and uh, later they said, you know, we, we went down to the store and we got them off and we put it together with great, great difficulty, they said. <laughs> and, and, and I said, why? It's not rocket science, is it? <laughs> and then at the end of the day, I signed on the rocket ship, uh, I'll see you on the moon, Captain Kirk. We all laughed. It was a great experience to see Shatner live. He is very entertaining and moves around the stage pretty well for a man of 80 plus years. Finally, I'd like to put in a word or two about the television series Continuum. I am hooked. I watched the third episode this past Monday and like the way the plots are becoming more intricate and interwoven. 
Good cast and good writing is driving the show well. I really liked the bonus, though, that was interwoven in the commercial breaks, and that was the announcement that Blood and Chrome would start airing on February 10th. It is nice to see sci-fi doing something with sci-fi again. Well, there it is. I remain Kalis. Kapla. I always look forward to hearing from uh, Yeah, Kalis. he has some good stuff to say. <laughs> Edward of Planet, let's just run through what he had to say. Edward of Planet Earth, you know, I'm going to see if this is available in audio because it sounds like something I really would enjoy. I mm-hmm. just haven't mm-hmm. had a chance to delve into it other than us chatting with Nicholas himself about it. So, in the real story of Apollo, that wasn't the name of the book. Uh, do you remember what he said the name of it was? I, I don't. Uh, we may listen to, to a voicemail again, yeah. but um, interesting story. Bomb ties into the whole. Uh, That's that. Yeah, it's you don't think about that, but hmm. you know, it, but it probably there know, probably is a little more <laughs> drama to getting. We now know where Jimmy Hoff is buried. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the moon. That's probably where he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Shatner one-man show loved loved the story he shared about mm-hmm. him being in the lab and seeing the Enterprise float by. Yeah, that's a, you know, I, I, Jim, I'm jealous that you got a chance to see uh, uh, Shatner, Shatner's world. That would have Thanks been, for sharing that clip because it just yeah. gives us a little bit of what it's like to just be there. Mm-hmm. I had a chance to see Shatner once at a con. Uh, about oh back in 96 and he is very entertaining on stage if you get a chance to see him live he, he he's he's very entertaining man yeah. yeah and no secret by now that you know that we are liking continuum and mm-hmm. jim I'm glad you are too because i again i think it's it's a good sci-fi show it's arrow still tops my favorite for this year it's uh, it's not beating arrow yet but mm-hmm. it's uh it's putting out some good sci-fi and and so I'm really, really kind of appreciating that. And I, too, am excited that we have Blood and Chrome coming February 10th. And it's Oh, me, too. Yeah. So I think there's some additional footage that was shown in the web series, if I remember correctly. There probably is. I'm going to have to make sure my DVR records it. for. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to download it and actually watch the entire thing. I only ever watched the first two or three episodes. Never finished watching the series and the web series because mm-hmm. it's one of the things just a pain to come for me to kind of look up. I have other things mm-hmm. to do. So, But, but thanks, Jim, for uh, sharing that. And uh, for giving us your feedback, we always love your feedback. Yep. You too can share your feedback by calling 1-888-508-4343. Let's move into some listener feedback. And this comes from Lee. And he sent in a couple, so I kind of combined these, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I said, with Fringe Over, I hope that you guys never put the cow away. Hmm. Thank you. In reference to Gene the Cow and Fringe. He also mentioned that the Ghost Recon trailer link I had in the show is not found. Is there a link for it? I'll see if I can find one, Lee, and put it into this week's show notes, all right? And then he also said, I must disagree with Raul. Oh, you hear that's Raul? We have a disagreement with you. <laughs> uh, sci-fi, sci-fi 5, and that being that Star Wars was not a true sci-fi movie, even though he had it on his list. Somewhere, Raul missed the boat on that one. I agree with the list of the most important movies. I just disagree with, with that it was not a sci-fi movie. And it was not good sci-fi, and that it was not good sci-fi again. This movie changed everything, even to what we're seeing today. I guess its definition of sci-fi is a little bit different from mine. Hmm. So, uh, from the lost mind of Lee. And, you know, we respect that. We don't have to have everyone agreeing everything. That's what makes it kind of interesting. But um, it would be kind of interesting to maybe hear Raul's definition of how he viewed this as maybe not being sci-fi. 
So that Ro, could be. I so mean, roll the towels thrown down. It's in your corner now, bud. I, I've heard Star Trek, Star Star Wars talk. It, it's uh, it's it's it, it's sci-fi, but it's more sci-fi fantasy. I, I've heard it called fantasy mm-hmm. and not being real sci-fi. I mean, it takes place in space. You have laser but, guns. But that argument, it. then, you transfer that to a lot of sci-fi. Continuum's not really sci-fi. It's really a fantasy story or a drama with some sci-fi tech that's not even really explained. Right. I mean, where do you draw the line of sci-fi being sci-fi? That's not an easy question to... Uh, yeah, and I'm not certain that this is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, if anything, Fringe was more sci-fi because of how it seeks to explain how these occurrences are happening. Right. In a scientific way. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to read what Neil sure. wrote? Sure. This is from Neil. Uh, great interview with Steve Wilson and a great show overall. I'm always looking forward to uh, seeing you at Farpoint uh, next month. Uh, right back at you, Neil. Yep. We're looking forward to hopefully being on a panel with you to talk more Fringe. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see you, though. It's just going to be good to hang out. So he's very happy as Ravens won, by the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was going for the 49ers. But then again, I was sick in bed and didn't watch the entire thing at all. Did you uh, watch it? I was working that night. No, you didn't watch it either. No. Don't worry. It was just all in the dark anyway. That's what I heard. <laughs> they were they were preparing for the uh, Star Trek movie, Into Darkness. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. And Raul wrote, by the way, I got to agree with you on Arrow. I honestly didn't think I'd like it, but I've been amazed at the quality the exact opposite reaction I've had with Revolution. <laughs> Another... Now, you know, here's the thing. I'm not convinced how long... I'm not sure that Revolution will make it past this season unless something really changes. Did they release another episode again? No, it's not coming out until next month. Oh, month. Yeah, so we, yeah. We, we're, we're way out. Mm-hmm. And he also had this to say about Fringe. He said, two things. I did originally predict predict the Cortexa fan live, but admittedly abandoned it. Can I still get credit for it? <laughs> and uh, regarding the Fringe paradoxes, or paradises... I discussed it on um, my uh, Fringe podcast with Wayne. It's also posted on the Christian Geek, so you can go ahead to his site. We'll try and throw a link in our show notes. But if we don't, it's the Christian Geek, and you can find it, and he has something to say there. Okay. And, and Charlie's and, has to say. Uh, yeah, and by the way, Charlie, this is not Charlie from Fringe, by the way, just so we clarify. Right. But, so Scott mentioned in the last podcast that there wouldn't be a Fringe division if there was no observers to fight. But I, st- but I think there would be as most of the fringe cases revolved around William Bell or the, on the other side. But without September, Peter would have drowned when Walter first brought him back to the, and, and fell through the ice. Charlie and PA. Yeah, and so I like what Charlie's saying here. I agree. There would still be some fringe cases. Yeah. Um, the problem is, would Walter have pursued getting to the other side mm-hmm. if, if Peter wasn't around? I, I don't think he... Well, he that, that, he wouldn't and, have the motivation to. Well, and there's the other thing. So he's in St. Clair's. Who would bail him out of St. Clair's? Mm-hmm. We might have a fringe division, but it would be without Walter. He'd still be in St. Clair's somewhere. Well, in the alternate in the alter timeline, um, Olivia did get him out of there before they brought Peter back. So it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he, Alt Walter was never there apparently. <coughs> no, Alt, Alt, no, that's true. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, but some interesting points. Thank you for pointing them out, Charlie. And uh, yeah, no observers. I'm still in the matter that we the original 12 observers did come back, but we didn't go any further back in the timeline other than that. I, mm-hmm. think, they, I think they were there. But yeah. I don't know. It's as good as theory as any. Yep, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. And here we are talking fringe again. 
Very cool. That is cool. You can't take this fringe away from me, baby. No way. (laughs) All right. Well, I believe that's about it for tonight. Um, So thank you, everyone that contributed to the show tonight. We always love to hear from you, our listeners, what you're reading, what you're watching, what movies you're looking forward to, what DVDs you're kind of perusing, what what you're into. We want to hear from you. Again, the number that you can call and give us your valued thoughts 1-888-508-4343 1-888-508-4343 or just email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing many of you at the con. Oh, yes. And uh, so please, if, if you're coming to the con, uh, look us up. Yeah. Let us know on Facebook if you're coming. Mm-hmm. Um, or email us. Let us know, hey, we're going to be there. And we'll make sure that we we look for you and um, tell you how we're uh, dressed maybe or where we're going to be at. And uh, maybe we can hook up. Sounds good. It will be a very good time. So I guess we got to dim lights, clean the tables off tonight. It's closing time here at the diner. And I believe that's about it, Miles. All right. Well, till next time, good night and good luck. We will see you.